Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another TV season review. This is going to be for the second season of the Netflix TV show called Russian Doll. I'm your host Matthew and uh, it's going to be a spoiler free review. Uh, there is spoilery things I could get into but in order for me to put my point across as to why I very much enjoyed this TV show uh, I don't feel the need to go into spoilers basically. I can I can perfectly do a review um, of this second season and stay spoiler free. So if you've not seen the second season of Russian Doll, you don't have to worry about anything because I'm not going to spoil anything about this second season. Uh, speaking of really enjoying this show, I'm giving this second season a must see and I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I think I'll go for. Um, I very much enjoyed this. I really, really enjoyed this season. Um, I think, you know, you, you, you could look at the first season of Russian Doll and think that was a fantastic season, limited kind of story, you know, limited, it, it could have worked as a limited series, and I agree with that, you know, that season one is kind of a self-contained story, um, and there's some interesting callbacks in season two back to season one, but I would say both seasons are fairly self-contained anyway, but, um, yeah, season one, obviously, which was about, you know, a Groundhog Day type of situation with Nadia, uh, N- Natasha Leone's character. You, some of you may recognise her from uh, Orange is New Black, which she, she was great in as well. She's really, really good again here. Uh, she's definitely a highlight within the, within the show. Um, but, no, I mean, you know, then we got the news about a second season renewal. and Like, okay, what are you going to do with that? Because the first season kind of, you know capped off at the end um and then of course we didn't know that much about the uh, second season straight away um because i'm actually looking here on videos it's got 9th of january 2019 season one trailer listed and then a few weeks ago so 2022 we had the uh, season two trailer so it's been a couple of years been about three years or so uh, since the first season and you know rightfully some people kind of wondered like okay you could do a different idea but what is that going to be should you have left the show alone from season one I, I understand all those arguments completely because I think most of us most of us who enjoyed the first season were kind of thinking okay you could do something interesting with the second season but there's a chance that you could have a situation where you watch the second season and think oh at least the first season was good you know, and you kind of forget the second season, but that's not, for, for me, that's not the case here at all. Um, with this second season, you've basically got time travel going on, because uh, the basic concept, again, no spoilers, but the basic concept of this season is Natasha, uh, sorry, Nadia, played by Natasha, um, gets on different trains in, of course, the New York subway system, and ends up travelling through different time periods. And the story goes from there um so it's a it's using the same character the second season still does carry the you know the canon and the story from the first season the characters remember what happened to them in the first season uh as does um nadia herself she remembers what happened in the first season um but it's a very interesting way to do a self-contained kind of thing um but no it doesn't just do you know oh let's do the groundhog day thing again which to be honest, what going back to this character after so long, um, I've quite loved this character. I, I really do. I think she's 
really brilliant to watch on screen and, and the mannerisms that Nadia's got, the way that she speaks and just her general personality I find very fun and very funny to sort of watch um, and like brilliantly played by Natasha. And I know this wouldn't have worked for everybody. For me, you could have gotten away with doing another Groundhog Day season. Um, I would even argue if you did a third season, which we don't know if the show's going to get a third season. Obviously, Netflix is in a bit of a situation right now. Um, I would argue you could go back to that well. Not like three times. I think you could do it twice, maybe. And you could do like funny little references to season one. But season two chooses not to do that. And it chooses to keep things fresh. And I don't know if reinvent itself is the right word. But it certainly keeps itself fresh and gives the show new ideas. As opposed to just treading over old ground. Um, which again, I wouldn't necessarily have had a problem with. But there's a, there's a way you could have done a second season where you do the same idea again and it feels like treading over old ground. Um, but the show avoids that anyway. Um, I think the second season is very creative. Um, I think it's quite wild at times. Um, what really helps obviously is you're on the journey, on this journey with the characters. And they're kind of as confused as you are at certain points. Especially towards the last couple of episodes, things just get really kind of wild and really sort of very, very, very timey wimey. If if you like things like um, uh, I don't I don't know if Legion's the right comparison to make things like Doctor Who, Legends of Tomorrow to a degree. If you like things like um, uh. Moon Knight, I guess. Maybe. I, I'm trying to think of shows that sort of mess around with time and space. And sort of shift between things and, you know, go a bit wild. Um, it's a bit like those shows. I don't know if those are the best comparisons, but those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. But it does a very, very good job with it. It does a really, really good job with it. And... Um, it's really interesting, actually, because I had kind of a moment with this season... Where I was I was up to about episode 4 or 5. And that there's 7 episodes for the season. I'm going to talk about the pacing in a minute by the way. I got up to about episode 4 or 5. And I thought I'm having a lot of fun with this show. This is really good. Like I, I, I'm enjoying seeing Nadia back on screen. Um, her character is great. The mannerisms of her character. Her trying to figure out this journey and what's going on. Um, and like the conversations she's having with people. I was having a great time watching the show. But there was a couple of scenes where things weren't really adding up. And I was like, "Is this has this turned into a show that's fun, but the plot doesn't make a lot of sense? And then they did something in around, I think it was around episode 4 or 5, maybe episode 6. Where they explained what my problem was. And I went, oh, okay, that's what you're doing. And then... And then I thought back to those scenes that didn't quite add up. I thought, right, that was you trying to do a slow burn. For some reason, in in my it might have just been me that had the not really the issue, but the the small confusion. For me, what they were trying to do, I don't know if they were deliberately trying to keep it the mystery that they that I thought they were, or if I had just kind of missed the the slow burn, because there's an element within the show that they are doing. That is a little bit of a slow burn. And it's a little bit kind of sneaky. 
with it. But it's very, very good. And once I realised what they were doing, I went, oh, okay, no, the shots, the show's not got plot holes. It's just, uh, it, it, it's doing something else. It's doing something else. So, yeah, for those of you that, like, haven't seen the show yet, obviously I'm sticking spoiler-free, as I said. If you get to episodes kind of four or five-ish, maybe even episode three... And you kind of think, wait a minute, that didn't add up. Wait a minute, that character did that and that didn't add up. To me, it got explained later on. And I was like, right, now I see. Yes, it's not a terribly, it's not a, uh, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a badly plotted show. Um, it's just been doing this like mystery thing. And once I realized what they were doing, I thought, oh, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. Um, and like I had this sigh of relief kind of thing, so uh, that was a that was a pretty great experience with um with all of that. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, So that's that's my kind of thoughts on the the general gist of um, the change here. Great change, really, you know, fresh and everything. Um, Still kind of keeps its general show's qualities. Uh, the, the the general quality, sorry, of the show from from before, from season one. Obviously, you've got a different plot to deal with here. Um, the time travel stuff itself is great. Uh, they do some really good ideas, really really creative kind of stuff with it. So that's really good. Um, so yeah, season one is eight episodes. Season two, I must have said season seven for some reason. Season one is eight episodes. Season two is seven episodes. Now, I don't remember having any pacing problems with season one. Now, these are one of the shows on Netflix that's like eight episodes, 30 minutes, four, you know, four hours in total, roughly. You can just smash through those episodes if you if, if you want to do it that way. Um, very, 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 very bingeable. 
um, which is what I ended up doing with the show, and uh, see seven episodes, so some people might argue, because there's arguments to be made both ways, right, for a show that's got too many episodes, things can get drawn out, things can get, you know, stretched out too much, or the pacing's not good, Sometimes if you do less less episodes, which is what this season does, sometimes you can look at that and you can think, um, oh, you're trying to like, you know, just chop through the story too quickly. You're trying to do the pacing too good. Um, I don't remember what I thought specifically of the pacing of season one. I thought it was great. I think the pacing here for season two is pretty much perfect. There, there was no There was no moment in the show that I can recall, and I've literally just finished watching it. There's no moment in the show where I thought this is too slow or too fast. There wasn't any sort of like this is going too quickly or you know time watching, you know waiting for the next thing to pop up. That that never happened to me while I was watching. I I was never thinking like okay, you're setting this thing up, when you're going to get to it, this is taking too long and at no point did I think like Okay, you're telling this story, but you're doing it way too fast, and you're sort of burning through it. Um, I think they hit the nail right in, right on the head. Um, I think the pacing is right in the middle here. Um, it's fast-paced at points, but like appropriately fast-paced. And then when characters get moments to breathe, because that to me ultimately that's how you're supposed to do pacing for things, right? Obviously, you've got your different types of stories out there. You've got like your slow burn type of stuff that's deliberately more slow, but you're sort of like you know you get that reward at the end. But aside from that type of storytelling, I think ultimately the best way to do pacing in a story is have your story be fast paced but not accelerating. But when you get through your big set pieces, so whether it's dramatic moments or comedic moments or whatever story you're trying to tell. Once you get through those big set pieces, give your characters moments to breathe and reflect and it can let you as the audience think about what just happened and all that kind of stuff. Um, that To me, that's what this show kind of does. There's a lot of scenes where Nadia is either going between trains where she's doing a time travel and it's all a bit chaotic and she's trying to you know chase after somebody or get to somebody quickly because of some timey-wimey type of thing. And then she does those big set pieces. And then there's a good few moments in the season actually. Which I quite appreciated. Where she would finish doing something in the plot. And then she would either be waiting for the train to come back. Or she'd be sitting obviously on the on the train. Um, and you'd see. You know. Her facial expressions. And kind of her, her reflecting on moments and that to me was the very ideal way to do that and I actually think the way that they used the mechanic of the train really worked quite well because um yeah when when you'd be getting like time changing and all that kind of stuff on the train those stories were appropriately fast paced because again those those parts of the season are very sort of hectic um, but then when you go to the train in other scenes, and, and you're aware of what the show's going to kind of do in a way, it, it sets it up pretty well to where like when Nadia is either getting on a train, waiting for one, or she's getting off a train, uh, or on the train, whatever, 
um, the show kind of like sets up those scenes correctly in, t- in terms of pacing and what to kind of expect. Um, so I I thought that was a really big quality um, of the show. So uh, that's most of roughly my thoughts. Um, there's great moments throughout the season. Really good drama. I, I laughed a few times. Um, this is like a really good mix of drama and comedy. Um, I think as well. I, I admittedly I laughed a bit more in the first few episodes as opposed to the because I laughed a couple of times in the last two episodes and I laughed a few times in the first two or three. But there's a couple of middle episodes where things do get a bit dramatic. Um, where I, I was smiling at some of the qualities of the show and that type of stuff, but I wasn't laughing so much. Um, but that's because more dramatic moments were kind of happening. Um, and yeah, again, I think the show handles that pretty much perfectly. So that was great. Uh, I don't think it's a perfect season. I, I know I've said the word perfect a few times. I don't think it's a perfect season. Um, so yeah. Uh, also, um, just wanted to kind of mention I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of Annie Murphy. Uh, she obviously is in Chits Creek and she's in Kevin Can F Himself. Both shows I highly, highly recommend. Uh, Schitt's Creek is like a family kind of drama, a, a comedy thing. Um, with obviously the uh, the Levy um, family, uh, so that's really good. Um, so she's in that, and uh, Kevin Kenneth himself, which is kind of a um, sitcom TV show mixed in with like a drama. It's it's really really good. But she's in this as well, and it's always great to see Annie Murphy in something. I didn't know she was in this. Although if you if you just simply Google Russian Doll, which is what I've done, so I can see bits of information. Uh, she's listed in the first four cast members, but I didn't know she was in this season. Uh, either I found out before and I forgot, or I actually just didn't know, but I don't think I knew anyway. But um, she she plays a, a, an interesting part in the show as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, you've also got the other two characters, Maxine and Alan. Um, Alan goes on a very, very good story as well. I really enjoyed his story within the show. And I like the part that uh, Maxine plays in this story as well. So, yeah, as I said, must see. I think this is a great season. I Now, if you were to ask me, you know, season one, two, which one do you think is better? I do think season one is better still, but, like, just about. But the fact that I'm saying that is giving credit, me trying to give credit to season two. Because um, you can still like a season of TV more than another one. It doesn't mean that you've got to put the other show, the other season of TV down. Um... But no, I I do think season one is better still, um, but yeah, really really great season of TV. I I really really enjoyed this. Uh, in terms of a third season, um, it does conclude. The story does conclude. Um, there's a small bit of wiggle room where you could open up the story again. But from what the show was trying to tell me was that that story is finished. Um, Now if you're going to do a third season and you're going to come up with a new idea. Because you've just done Groundhog Day Day, and then you did time travel with trains. Unless you do something really ambitious and you combine the two. I don't even know how you would write that type of story because that's really really wild and convoluted. Um... But you know what? After two really great seasons, I trust this show. I trust the people that are that are, that are on it. I trust um, Natasha Leone, uh, who's you know obviously the main cast member here. 
Um, so if you if the show gets renewed for a third season, I'll trust that they'll come up with a good idea. If the show doesn't get renewed for a third season, um, like if it gets cancelled or whatever by Netflix or something, it won't be you know old devastating massive cliffhanger kind of thing. So, um, literally, if it goes one way or the other, I'm 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 fine. You know, uh, if they want to give me a third story and they want to tell me whatever that is. I'm all good with that, and if they want to say like, nope, we 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 did these two ideas, it's finished or it gets cancelled or whatever, that's also perfectly fine as well. So, in my opinion, the way I look at it, I can't lose. <laughs> I can't lose that. So, I, I I can't lose that situation because I'm happy with either outcome because there isn't really a third outcome that you can do. Um, I suppose the the only other third outcome is you give us a third season and it's bad, but that would mean that that season would have to exist and be bad. So, yeah. Anyway, that's obviously a hypothetical. Um, yeah, that's my review of the season. Very much enjoyed it. Really creative. Great comeback for the show. Loved uh, Natasha Leone as, as Nadia. Great to see Annie Murphy back in something again. Um, hopefully she's put in more stuff as well. Hopefully Natasha Leone is, is, uh, is as well. Um, hey, maybe you could put Natasha Leone in the second season of uh, Kevin Kenneth himself. That'd be cool. I don't know what role she'd play, but sure, why not? Um, so that's all of that. Uh, those of you that have seen the show, uh, what did you think of it? Did you like it more or less than than the first season? I suspect most people will like it less than the first season, but still enjoy it. Um, I think that's kind of what David said, actually, as well. So, yeah. Uh, but what did you think of the train idea and the time travel? What did you think of some of the events within the show? Um, do you want a third season or you're not really bothered um, about that or did you think this second season was bad whatever let me know whatever your thoughts feelings questions comments were about this second season of Russian Doll as I said I very much enjoyed it you can write in let me know those thoughts uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org uh, Twitter etalkuk as a contact page and information in your show notes so let me know what do you think? There's also a big email version of the email version. There's also a big email box on the website version of the episode, so check that out if you wanna you know fill that in, let us know that way. And a clickable email name in your show notes. So check that out as well. Uh so that's that. In the meantime, if you want to find everything else that we're doing on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, games, films, and main eye podcast, take a look at all of those. Lots of stuff happening on the site. So take a look at that. You can also find us on your favourite podcast platform by searching for Entertainment Talk and get yourself subscribed to preferably the main feed over there. Uh, if you want to support us through other ways, you can tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find all of it, either by uh, just telling them or using social media and whatnot. You can do that stuff as well. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, for your TV and your film news, if you want to see what happens with Russian Doll or what things these uh, cast members are going to be in next, or just for general TV and film news, find out what Netflix is up to, etc., etc., uh, you can uh, check out David's website. It's called geektown.co.uk, and there's also Geektown Radio. Uh, Geektown Radio episodes come out on Tuesdays, so look out for those. Uh, if you want to find Bex, who's streaming very regularly over on Twitch, you can find her over there, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, uh, both on um, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Obviously, Twitch for the streams, so go and check out what she's doing on those platforms. You can also find me streaming um, a bit more regularly recently over on uh, eTalk UK over on Twitch. 
so go and check out my streams over there and if you've missed any of those streams and uh, you want to find them archived later on YouTube as well as the game clips and stuff you can do that by uh, looking for Entertainment Talk Plays over on YouTube. Thanks very much for listening and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.